0: This episode of the Bears Talk Underground is brought to you by PointsBet. Guys, it's finally here. Sports Drink and PointsBet have partnered up to bring you the world's greatest BTU-themed threads for the Bears season. Just imagine the blue and orange confetti cascading down from the rafters of State Farm Stadium while you're donning the greatest t-shirt known to man, a Bears Talk Underground t-shirt. And it's very simple. You got to go to sportsdrink.org slash shirts fill out the quick google form register for your points bet account and deposit at least ten dollars that's all it's going to cost you you want to get your hands on this t-shirt and then finally you upload your proof of deposit uh as well once you submit our beautiful friends will have your shirt out the door and on the way to you and once again that is sportsdrink.org slash shirts once again sportsdrink.org slash shirts guys I'm in my 16th season doing this show. It's the first time I've had a shirt available for my podcast. I'm so proud to finally have one, and I want you to have it. So follow the steps and get yourself your very own BearStock Underground t-shirt today. And thank you to PointsBet for partnering up with Sports Drink, and thanks to PointsBet for sponsoring the podcast. (laughs) What's up, guys? Um, Full disclosure, it's about uh, quarter to ten on Saturday night and I'm just now recording this just because I didn't I didn't want to I didn't do it on Thursday night because I was afraid that uh, I would cause such a disturbance that the police would get called because the game ended around 10 and yeah that was just not a good idea so you know and I had to work all day uh, Friday and then Friday night I didn't want to ruin my Friday night by talking about this bullshitting anymore so that didn't happen and then Saturday I'm just uh, chilling a lot of good college football going on uh, you know flipping back and forth between Bama, Tennessee, Arkansas, BYU both those games are going back and forth tons of points scored not a lot of defense taking place which is the opposite of what we saw on Thursday night and then had some dinner and I'm like yeah let's just get this cranked out and get it over with i mean i could have gone old school on this for any of my ogs that have been with the show uh for a long time you know that if ever there was a game that i didn't want to talk about i would just do an all knee-jerk reaction show like it would literally just be the four knee-jerk reactions and that's all that i would uh post uh as an episode but uh that's the coward's way out (laughs) i don't do that anymore i'm not uh I'm a little older now. I've mellowed a bit, even though I'm going to be, you know, cursing and ranting through this one. Um, you know, I'm not taking the uh, easy way out. I'm going to take my take my medicine, and, and uh, you know, being a bear fan, I deserve to be punished for uh, thinking they could win a a game so easily uh, on Thursday night, and uh, you know, want to give kudos to uh, Mister Who from uh, the Commanders Confidential podcast. It lulled me into a false sense of security telling me his team didn't have a chance on Thursday and he forgot who they were fucking with and uh, yeah so let's just go ahead and get this over with. This is the week six review episode of the Bear Stock Underground. Let's get to it. Hang up the telephone I hear the dial tone ringing out loud and I don't know. Oh boy. So Thursday night I went into this game with some hope. I mean, I knew I was going to hate this game no matter what, win or lose, because of the uniforms. And they were awful. They were absolutely awful. Just, ugh, goddamn. I mean, I saw pictures from practice uh, during the week, and it was just, you know, the helmets and, you know, practice jerseys and whatnot. They wear orange practice jerseys anyway in practice, but they were. They were awful, just so bad, and uh, so I knew that this, was, this game was going to disturb me no matter what, but then the, then the whole thing of the, uh, you know, you dress good, you play good thing, and we dressed awfully, and uh, we played as such, which was hilarious because uh, we still played way better than Washington did, which is what makes this game so goddamn frustrating to, to talk about because we outplayed Washington. Just just look at the stats. Never mind the score. Look at the stats. We basically doubled them up in just about everything. Nearly 400 yards total offense versus their 214. 200-something yards rushing. I don't even think they cracked 100. Carson Wentz, 99, 99 yards. I was going to say 99 cents. That's about as much as it was worth. 99 yards passing. Justin Fields, just under 200. Um. Uh, they won the they won the game in two places. On the scoreboard where it ultimately counts and uh they had two more turnovers. They had they forced two turnovers. Or actually they recovered two turnovers. They didn't force a goddamn thing. They recovered two turnovers. The Bears did not force or recover or uh anything uh in the turnover department uh, against the Commanders uh, on Thursday. I mean it it's amazing. And um it's amazing that in a game that, that took place in about 90 or so plays, Washington did better than us in about four of those plays, and that was the difference in the game. That was the difference in the game. You know, Jonathan Allen catching the deflection for an interception in the first quarter. Done. He made the play. Second quarter, we're on the goal line again. Uh, the offensive line caves down that defensive line of, of Washington now it's just a one-on-one matchup between Khalil Herbert and the linebacker from Washington. Washington makes the play. Got to give him credit for that. Um, never mind the pass to Ryan Griffin. That was something that we did. You know, no matter whose side you're on, whether it was Ryan Griffin should have kept running or Justin Fields should have put more air under it, that's an error on our part. Not so much a play that Washington made. And then you have the fourth quarter. Bayless Jones. Muffs the punt. Washington makes the recovery. Then a few plays later, they score the touchdown to take advantage uh, of that mistake. And that's your ballgame. That's it. Right there. Turning the Bears away twice at the goal line. You know, they, I, I'm not even counting the last play of the game because that was more so Mooney dropping the pass. If he catches the ball initially, even Darnell Mooney says this, if he catches the ball initially, it's a touchdown. Instead, He bobbles it. He juggles it. He finally catches it as he hits the ground. And he was on the wrong side of the goal line when he did. So that's not a play that Washington made. That was a play that we didn't. So, But those four plays, Jonathan Allen catching the deflection, making the the goal line stand. I give him all the credit in the world for that. Recovering Bayless Jones' fumble, putting it in the end zone a couple of plays later. Those are your four plays. And that's all it took for Washington to win this game. Because we could not finish. We could not finish. So, I mean, it it just, we outplayed Washington. We outplayed Washington. We were better than them 90, 95% of the plays. But because of all that we didn't accomplish in those plays, all it took was Washington being better than us on a handful of plays. We lose the game. 12 to fucking 7. Just, we should have easily walked away with this one. Easily, twenty-one, twenty-eight to six. You know, whatever. Just, you know, oh, the hell with it. Give him the touchdown for Valus Jones. Twenty, twenty should have been twenty-one to twelve, at least. Twenty-one to twelve. You know, the 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 headline of this should be us talking about finding a replacement for Valus Jones, or or maybe we should keep him more on offense. And uh, not so much as a punt returner anymore. Or maybe keep him on kick returns where, you know, the defenders aren't automatically breathing down his neck when he's trying to catch the ball. So, I, you know, whatever. That, that should be what we're talking about today. How are we going to repair uh, our special teams? How are we going to improve or change the offensive line in the 10 days that we have between now and, and New England on Monday Night Football? Not, what the fuck, man? <laughs> just... What a fucking mess this game was! I just unreal. First quarter knee jerk reactions coming up here, and and you know you could just tell it it wasn't going to be our it it was going to be different. You know it just because you could already sense the the frustration uh, in my voice because we 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 had such a nice drive getting into the red zone and then we piss it all away on bad luck. You know, yeah, Justin Fields did not make a good throw, but. It it had to pop straight up into the air to make it easy for it to be intercepted. It couldn't just deflect because uh, Justin Jones had a pass deflection uh, later on in the game, and it fell, it, you know, awkward angle to the ground. Nobody could have had a chance to uh, recover it or anything like that. But but we do one, pff, 10 feet in the air for, you know, enough time for a few guys to run underneath it uh, to get picked off. You just just had a weird sense. I mean, I I don't I'm not sitting here predicting, you know, uh, you know, doomsday in in the first quarter or anything, but I'm definitely frustrated. (laughs) Knee jerk reaction. First quarter Bears and the Commanders on Thursday night football. And on the first drive, uh, the Bears uh, just decided not to follow two of the three keys to this game, one of which was to try to hit the ground running offensively. The other was to help the offensive line um, from those uh, four first-round draft picks they have uh, up front uh, for Washington. Because uh, after a, a, a decent start, you know, it didn't, didn't seem to have the same rhythm as what we did against Minnesota towards the end of the ball game. And I know it's the start of the game and everything, but it's just, it didn't have the same vibe. I don't know if they just, if Amazon didn't do a good job miking the crowd or if it really was that dead. During the opening, you could hear a pin drop in the crowd uh, from you know from how live the crowd was on the first drive. But after we got a first down or two, Justin Fields sacked on back to back plays. The Bears have to punt the ball away, and um, you know Washington is trying to expose the Bears' weakness in the running game. But on first and second down, Brian Robinson had two carries for like one yard. And the Bears sacked Wentz by blitzing. How about that? They blitzed Wentz on third down. Jaquan Brisker sacks him easy. Like, he didn't even finish his drop, and Jaquan Brisker was there for the sack. So three and out for the Commanders. And that's where the fun began, because the Bears came back with, I think, an 11-play drive, maybe 12. Over six minutes, uh, you know, uh, off the clock. And... We get inside the red zone, and Justin Fields skips one off a defensive lineman's helmet. It it you know deflects perfectly up in the air, falls in the hands of Jonathan Allen for the interception, and after 10-11 plays and six and a half minutes of time of possession, the Bears come away with nothing. Not even a field goal uh, in that situation. So uh, it's it's been a you know kind of a frustrating. Uh, first quarter to watch. Uh, Washington has the football right now. They're uh, on the drive that started from the interception. Uh, they've only run like six or seven plays in the whole first quarter, and yet they're tied 0-0 with us. So, you know, uh, we'll see how it goes here uh, in the second quarter. Uh, it's it's. Uh, I- I'm liking what I'm seeing from the defense so far. Washington's trying to run the ball. They don't have much to show for it. Hopefully, that's a theme that sticks through the night and we get things fixed offensively, you know, kind of a freak thing. What happened with Justin skipping it off the helmet, but it's an avoidable mistake. Hopefully we can make that, uh, make that go away as the game goes along. <laughs> so there's still a little optimism in my voice going into the second quarter, but like I said, definitely frustrating to watch our offense put together a solid drive, 11 plays, maybe 12, six and a half minutes, off the clock, we're we're mixing it up, we're moving the chains. Um, You know, it was a combination of pass and run and Justin Field scrambles and and things like that. It was a solid-looking drive. It would have been really great to finish off that drive with a touchdown. Because to me, that would have been picking up where we left off uh, against Minnesota. Because, you know, we had those two back-to-back touchdown drives, and after that it was putting points on the board. We scored on like five or six drives in a row to get our 22 points. And uh, it was an outstanding job that we were doing, uh, moving the football at will uh, against the Vikings. And and after that, that drive that ended in the punt with the back-to-back sacks on second and third down, you know, we, we come out and then we are kind of picking up where we left off uh, against Minnesota only to result in the uh, interception where, you know, the bad luck just came in because that kind of thing happens all the time more times than not the ball gets deflected back at the quarterback not skips perfectly into the air with enough hang time for half the football team to get underneath it uh like what happened there so freak thing like i said at the end of the uh reaction and hopefully but an, an avoidable thing you know fields got to put a better touch on the ball uh, instead of you know skipping it off of somebody's head um but in the second quarter the frustration is is more apparent, I think, because we made a second trip into the red zone. The, 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 the Ryan Griffin overthrow uh, in the corner, that should have been the touchdown. Uh, but again, we come to fourth and goal. We, we run the ball. This time we run it with a quarterback, we, or excuse me, a running back. We run it from under center, but we lose the matchup. The, the offensive line absolutely does its job. Caves down that defensive lineman or the defensive line, and all that's left is for the running back to win his one-on-one with the linebacker, and he loses it. And, you know, not only that, but for all the effort that the Bears have, they're dominating time of possession. Statistically, they're winning this thing across the board. It's not even close. Not even close. And yet, at halftime, we're losing the goddamn football game. (laughs) Knee-jerk reaction, second quarter, Bears, commanders, and... um, it's. It was another frustrating quarter um, because the Bears are winning this game. We're winning it. We are beating the Commanders, except we're losing on the scoreboard three to nothing because we've had two red zone drives, one that ended in the first quarter with the interception when Fields skipped it off of the defensive lineman's forehead. And then we had a, a 64-yard run from Khalil Herbert, on the next drive, got us down to like the four or five yard line. The bears get it down to the one yard line on fourth and goal. They go for it. I don't hate that they went for it. I don't hate that they ran the football with uh, Justin. Her- well, actually I prefer it would be Montgomery, but you know, when, when you see plays get stuffed at the goal line like that, you automatically want to blame the offensive line. The replay that Amazon showed Was outstanding because it was from from the uh, from the end zone, and it shows the offensive line absolutely caving down the uh, defensive line of the Redskins uh, Redskins of the Commanders, and what it was, it it, it just became a man on man one on one battle between uh, Khalil Herbert and the linebacker for the uh, Commanders. And the commander for the uh, the linebacker for the Commanders won uh, the one on one. He stuffed Herbert at the goal line and turned the Bears away. So, two red zone trips, two trips inside the 10. The Bears have zero points uh, to show for it. And then Washington just had their best drive uh, of the game, got it in the field goal range, and kicked one from about 38 yards out. They didn't do it on their own. I'll tell you that. Okay. Two lousy, terrible pass interference calls gave Washington a huge chunk of that yardage. It wasn't like they dinked and dunked their way down the field, uh, getting one first down after another. No, 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 no. They had literally on back-to-back plays, they gained about 30 yards, if not more, on pass interference calls against the Bears that that the, you know the guys in the booth disagreed with. Uh, the The official that they have with them that can confirm or deny calls also disagreed with both calls um, and but nonetheless, they counted on the field, it hurt the bears, it got uh, Washington in field goal range, and the commanders are on the board winning this game at the half, three to nothing, even though they're losing it absolutely everywhere else. okay uh, I worry about Justin Fields. Because our offensive line has not been holding up well uh, in pass protection, Fields has been getting banged up. This last drive in particular, on back-to-back plays, he got hit as he was throwing the ball. Very slow uh, to get up, um, you know, on those on those plays. The Bears had a hail mary attempt right at the end of the half because it was too far for a uh, field goal uh, for Santos. So. I don't know. We may actually get to see Trevor Simeon uh, tonight if, if Fields takes any more of those uh, of those hits. Uh, commanders are ahead. They start with the football in the second half. We got to finish the drive. That's literally all we have to do. We have to finish the drives. We've been turned away twice. And, uh, you know, that, that's basically the only thing Washington has done tonight is they stopped us in the red zone. Otherwise, we're winning everywhere else we've we i the i think the commanders have maybe one third down conversion uh in the whole in the whole game uh so far uh the other problem is the bears are 0 for 5 0 for 6 on third down uh as well so it's it's a mess across the board but statistically we're winning this on the field we're beating washington but we're down three nothing at halftime therein lies the thing that made this the most frustrating thing there's not going to be many opportunities hell and in fact, at this point, this may be the last one where we go into a football game knowing that we're the better team. And, uh, you know, like that that's what made the Texans game so frustrating, the way we were letting them hang around and, hell, be in the lead, you know, there for a while uh, and everything. It was like, we're better than this team. We are better than these guys. Are we going to be that team that plays down to their competition? Uh, because we th- there's no rhyme or reason that Washington should have been Winning at halftime. There's no rhyme or reason they should have any prayer uh, of winning at halftime. No prospect whatsoever uh, of being able to beat us. We, we're outplaying them. We're outcoaching them. We're doing almost everything right. And then the few things that we've gotten wrong were so costly for the Bears. So costly. I mean, it, it's, it was going to be a low-scoring affair, so points were going to be at a premium, and we pissed away at least 14 points at least i mean if you want to be on the conservative side maybe that first drive w- with the interception maybe that's a field goal just maybe but fourth and goal from the one two things i didn't like about it now that i've had some time to go to think about it two things number one montgomery's got to be the ball carrier at four, on fourth and one he's got to be the the ball carrier he's the one that gets the ugly yards he's the one that that's you know going to be able to dig it out he would have won a one-on-one matchup, I believe. Easy for me to say, but I believe that. Number two, Corey Blasengame should have been the fullback. If he hits the linebacker, he opens up the hole for Herbert to just roll right through. There should have been a fullback on that play. I mean, why have the guy on the roster? That's, that's a fullback play right there. there that, that is a play that you have a fullback on your roster for. You know? Handed off to the running back. The offensive line caves down. Fullback takes on the linebacker. Running back finds some daylight. Touchdown. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's the, uh, the issue. You know, like I said, I, I didn't have an issue with them going for it. I didn't have an issue with them running the football. But, A, we gave the ball to the wrong guy. B, there should have been a fullback in front of him. You know, we, we go all the way old school on this one. Fullback, touchdown. E- easy. It's an easy touchdown. Whether it's Herbert or Montgomery, you know, Herbert or Montgomery score a touchdown on that play with a fullback in front of him. Monty probably could have got him by himself, I believe. I think he's the tougher runner than Herbert. But I, it just... And I didn't mention the, uh, the Ryan Griffin thing in, in the knee-jerk reaction. I just kind of skipped to the good part there at the end where the Bears should have scored and came up short. Uh, you know, never mind the gimme that Washington gave us before by falling for the play-action, uh, you know, fake, and, and letting that tight end run freely into the end zone by himself and Fields just put too much on it kind of thing. I uh, just, it was, uh, man. So we're losing at, at the end of, at, the, at halftime, when we're absolutely winning. We're winning the game. We're beating them. The, the Washington is, is more like just... Like, man, we're winning. How about that, huh? We haven't done a fucking thing all night, and here we are. We're winning this game. You know, somebody up there likes us. (sighs) But in the third quarter, there's a ray of light. Justin Fields is taking the beating of his life, but uh, even under duress, he gets off this crazy throw uh, to Dante Pettis, of all people. I mean, last week, Dante Pettis couldn't catch COVID, and you know this week he's catching one over the head you know you know an amazing catch uh, on his part but uh it's uh it's only 7-3 you know going into the going into the fourth quarter it definitely isn't enough i mean it feels like it's enough with, because our defense was outstanding against the commanders uh on thursday but isn't that just the most bare thing ever that our defense plays one of its best games you know, probably it's best game after the 49er game or it's best game since the 49er game, I should say. And uh, it's still not enough. But, uh, you know, it's it, it's frustrating to sit there and watch it. We should be far. We should be two touchdowns ahead. It should be 21-3 to three going into the fourth quarter. We should talk about, you know, we should be making jokes about what the Bears are going to do on their little mini vacation because uh, they don't have to be back in the facility until Wednesday or whatever. So, you know, that's what the kind of uplifting joyful conversation we should be having at the end of the third quarter instead we're talking about trying to hang on for dear life against the team that we've basically been kicking the shit out of all night long yeah. New York reaction third quarter bears and commanders and um well the good news is we're winning uh we finally finished a drive it took a big play from uh from fields to dante pettis of all people uh, for a big touchdown, I want to say somewhere in the mid forty-yard range uh, on the throw, but of course Fields takes a shot. He's slow to get up uh, after afterwards, um, but you know, great throw from Fields. Outstanding catch from Dante Pettis puts the Bears up uh, seven to three. Washington is still on the um, the drive to answer that score they are in the red zone now on the uh on the bears that's where they'll start the uh the fourth quarter it's you know been a defensive struggle uh between these two teams and and frankly it's it's not really fair to call it that because the bears should have two more touchdowns on the board they should uh turned away from inside the red zone on on the other two Uh, opportunities it's uh this should be a 21 to 3 ball game where Washington is struggling to get themselves into the game or back into the game as we enter the fourth quarter as opposed to them being about 10 yards from taking the lead to start the fourth quarter so you know if the Bears uh, mess around and lose this game it'll all be because of what they didn't do and not so much what Washington kept them from doing so 15 minutes to go. Let's see if we can hang on to this lead and and come away with a win and get back to 500. This episode of the Bears Talk Underground is brought to you by PointsBet. Guys, it's finally here. Sports Drink and PointsBet have partnered up to bring you the world's greatest BTU-themed threads for the Bears' season. Just imagine the blue and orange confetti cascading down from the rafters of State Farm Stadium while you're donning the greatest T-shirt known to man. A Bears Talk Underground t-shirt. And it's very simple. You got to go to sportsdrink.org slash shirts. Fill out the quick Google form. Register for your points bet account and deposit at least $10. That's all it's going to cost you. You want to get your hands on this t-shirt. And then finally, you upload your proof of deposit uh, as well. Once you submit, our beautiful friends will have your shirt out the door and on the way to you. And once again, that is sportsdrink.org slash shirts. Once again, sportsdrink.org slash shirts. Guys, I'm in my 16th season doing this show. It's the first time I've had a shirt available for my podcast. I'm so proud to finally have one, and I want you to have it. So follow the steps and get yourself your very own Bear Underground t-shirt today. And thank you to PointsBet for partnering up with SportsDrink and thanks to points bet for sponsoring the podcast <laughs> pretty ominous foreshadowing on my part there talking about if we lose this game it won't be so much what washington did it will be what the bears didn't do cuz nobody nobody on friday and trust me i looked nobody was giving washington credit for anything in that ball game nobody no one was like oh what a great job by the commanders they did this and that and All that kind of stuff to earn a victory over the Bears. It's like, no, the Bears pissed this thing away so badly. We're not even it doesn't even matter who they played. I mean, do you even remember who who was it that they played? It doesn't matter. Because the Bears beat themselves. It didn't it's almost like they didn't even need an opponent out there. That's that's the conversation was all day on Friday. It wasn't what the Bears it wasn't what Washington did. It was what the Bears didn't do. The missed opportunities, the two red zone touchdowns they were turned away for. Uh, And then the third one at the end. Again, no one giving credit to Washington for making a stand on that one. No one. Mooney dropped the ball. Mooney dropped the ball. If he catches it on the first try, because he bobbled it and then caught it the the second time or whatever, if he catches it on the first try, it's a touchdown. And, you know, because forward progress, he was in the end zone. When he catches it, he's across the goal line. It's a touchdown. So it's like, it wasn't like, what a great defensive stand by Washington on that play. No, Mooney dropped the ball. Mooney did not make the catch when he had the chance. So no one giving Washington any credit for this victory. They just benefited from the fact that the Bears beat themselves. So, but yeah, ominous foreshadowing on my part uh, in the third quarter. We finally put one on the board. We finally put one in the end zone. So then Al Michaels and Curb Street can stop bitching about how there hasn't been a a touchdown scored on Thursday Night Football in these last few games. It's like, you guys heard the conversation between uh, Brian and I on, on the preview show. It was like, we, we could do without Thursday Night Football. It's not good football. There almost never is a solid holy shit that you see that game on Thursday night. It just doesn't happen. Maybe the first one of the year. Because remember last year's kickoff with Wash or excuse me with uh, Tampa Bay and Dallas, awesome game, first game of the year. The following Thursday night games, so can you do you remember any of them? Were any of them memorable in any way last year? I got nothing. And then this year, the only thing memorable about any of these games, besides Buffalo stomping a mud hole in NLA's ass week one, in the opening game of the season. The only thing anyone's talked about is either A, how awful these football games are, or the Tua thing on in the Cincinnati game, week three, four, whatever it was. That's it. Cause no one's gonna be talking about this game. This was this was a snoo this game sucked. This game's terrible. You know? That not, not only was it frustrating, it was boring. It was boring. So yeah. Thursday night football sucks. Is I, I I hate it and and players hate it because they, you know, are still trying to recover from the game they played on Sunday. And uh yeah, it's it's not a good thing. It's just a money grab for the NFL is all it is. So But uh yeah, so we had a lead. We're going into the fourth quarter. Yippity do. And uh well, we all know how that finished, so let's hear it. Yeah. <laughs> Knee-jerk reaction, fourth quarter, Bears and uh, Commanders, and man, did we piss this game away. There's, there isn't a soul on this planet who can convince me that Washington won this game more than the Bears fucking lost it. This was unreal what happened in this game. Unreal. Just, <laughs> I mean, I can't really even put it into words. What happened in this game? It's just three red zone trips. Three. Zero points. Zero points. Okay? You yeah, have the turnover in the first quarter where Fields skips it off a defensive lineman's head. Then you... <laughs> oh, my God. We get stuffed at the goal line uh, in the second quarter. And then here... The, 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 the commanders take a 12-7 to lead. They score a touchdown. Um, you know, it, it's, <sighs> they went for two. They didn't get it. So it's 12-7. All we have to do is score a touchdown, and we we're, we're, we're win the game. And we drive the ball all the way down. Fields, this amazing run that gets us inside the 10-yard line. And then, it, then again, I don't know what the hell happens to us. We just become grossly inefficient. It's, it's like watching Nagy's offense all over again. Whatever call we make, it's never the right one in the red zone. And then finally here on, on fourth and goal, well, first of all, on third down, the, um, a, a throw to Dante Pettis uh, in the end zone. Uh, the defender, number one, has Pettis' arm hooked the entire time. And then as we're coming to the ground, Literally rakes p- Pettis across the face. No flag. Nothing. So here we go. Fourth down. It's a quick throw to the end zone uh, to Mooney out in the flat. And it's it's contested. If if Mooney catches it the first time, it probably is a touchdown. Instead he bobbles it and when he finally hits the ground with control, the ball is on the wrong side of the goal line and we and that's it. We we lose we lose the game, twelve to seven. Against the goddamn Commanders. I I I got nothing. I mean I just I. <laughs> this is unbelievable, absolutely unreal. The, the, the like I said, you you will never be able to convince me that the Commanders had anything to do with winning this game. Okay, because the the I mean even the interception for in the red zone was just it wasn't somebody who put their hands up it was fields making a bad throw skipping it off somebody's head Whew. and uh now we got 11 days between now and when we see the field again uh against the um patriots on monday night football oh man what a mess what an absolute mess just Absolutely pathetic. (laughs) And that was the feeling that's pretty much carried me through the last couple of days. You know, I didn't want to record the show after the game on Thursday. It would have just been uh, incoherent nonsense. I'm sure you guys would have loved it, but I didn't want to do it. So, and then Friday, I'm actually off on vacation this next week. So I was busy trying to get everything done before um, you know, clocking out for the day. So I didn't have a, uh, free moment. Sometimes if, um, sometimes I like to record the shows during my lunch break and, and, and stuff like that. Cause I can eat at my desk, um, uh, and everything. So I just use the time to do something else, uh, kind of thing. But that really wasn't an option for me yesterday. And then, like I said, when I got to Friday night, I didn't want to ruin my Friday night with this bullshit. I just like now. And then I woke up on Saturday, first day of the vacation, Lounging, slept in a little, watched some college football. And it was like I was about halfway through that Arkansas-BYU game. I'm like, oh, yeah, I got to record the show. After this game, this is too much fun. And then I'm flipping between that and Bama and Tennessee, and Tennessee wins at the last second with a field goal. It's always fun watching Bama lose. You just get tired of it, you know. I love Nick Saban, but it gets boring watching them win all the time. So I'm just like, hey, Tennessee won. Good for them. So, uh, yeah, then I was like, "Ah, I'll do it after dinner. So I had some dinner, and I watched a movie while I was eating dinner. So I had to finish the movie, and now here I am, finally recording the show at 10 o'clock on a Saturday night. (laughs) What a fucking disaster, man. And the funny thing was, now that I listened to this knee-jerk reaction, I didn't even mention Valus Jones. I didn't mention Valus Jones because I just like, yeah, the commander scored a touchdown. I didn't even tell you how they did it. May- Bayless Jones. And I feel absolutely terrible for the kid. You know, you can tell he's trying. Uh, maybe that's what the problem is. He's pressing too much. So maybe the Bears give him another shot against New England on Thursday and tell him just to relax. How about just a fair catch or let it go into the end zone? Just focus on catching the ball. Because I think Bayless Jones has got it in his head. He's going to score a touchdown. I, I mean, I, and I, honestly, I don't blame him. It's at that point in the ball game. It's seven to six. It's the fourth quarter. We need a play, and he—I'm I'm guessing that he took it upon himself to make the play. And in his excitedness, that Soldier Field turf monster jumped up and got him. Because the reason he muffed the punt was because he tripped running to the ball. He trips, and instead of the ball hitting him in the chest, he's on his knees, so it hits him in the face. And that's where it, you know, it goes, it's it's loose. And and again, we can't get a lucky bounce where it like ricochets off his helmet and rolls out of bounds. No, 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 no. Justin Fields, interception, boom, straight up in the air, a moonshot where several people have time to get underneath it. Uh, and then the Valus Jones uh, fumble. Can't ricochet out of bounds and save the Bears the trouble. Nah, nah, we're gonna, you know, just roll right here. And, and in fact, I think it even rolled it towards the inside of the field not the outside and washington recovers it just you know just perfect and two plays later brian robinson runs it in so of course now he's the hero because you know all the credit in the world man god love the kid you know was was a carjacking victim and during the preseason shot in the leg was in the hospital didn't know he'd have ever played football again makes his debut last week against tennessee scores the game-winning touchdown against the bears and now he's being treated like a you know, like a hero, like he was the star of the game or something like that, which I thought was hilarious. But, uh, you know, kudos to him, man. He's back. Fantastic. God bless him. But he he had like 30 yards rushing in the game. He didn't do anything, but he scored the touchdown. So, hey, put him on your shoulders. Okay, fine. I mean, God knows there was nothing, no one else or nothing else going on in that game worth talking about as far as, like, this was the best performance of the game. Uh, no, You know, sadly, the best player on the field all night was Justin Fields. But he was beaten to within an inch of his goddamn life and still only threw for 190 yards. So, yeah. Got to give the award to somebody. They gave it to Brian Robinson. Here you go, man. So, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, that, that fumble was half Valus Jones pressing, trying to make a play. I knew he was kind of taking it upon himself. I just and the, You just get that kid's mentality. He was trying to make a play. He was trying to make something happen that wasn't there. And uh, unfortunately, the uh, Soldier Soldier Field turf, by way of the city of Chicago, had a little something to say about it. You know, nice little chunk slips out from underneath him, falls to his knees. So where the ball would have hit him in the chest, if he was standing up, it hits him in the face. And ricochets right into the arms of a uh, Detroit, uh, Detroit, Washington, uh, defender. Good God. So, yeah, that was it. We, uh, we lost the game. We came up empty. Literally came up empty. Three red zone trips, zero points. And, and the real bitch of it is, guys, if we convert one of those, just one, we win the game. Plain and simple. That's it. We win. All we needed was one of those to be a touchdown, and we win the game. <laughs> That's it. So, yeah, mind-numbingly frustrating that we walk away with a loss from this game against this team after that performance. You know, this is a completely different thing. If Washington played better than us and they legit won the football game, they were just the benefactor of all of our mistakes. That's it. That's all that happened. You know, even Washington fans can't believe they won this fucking game. That's how bad it was. So, yeah. So there it is. There it is, recapping the the events of Thursday night, 48 hours later. And, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and wrap this baby up. Bear up and bear down. There are more names on each list than I'm sure you would have anticipated after a game like that. But let's go ahead and roll into that and get this bad boy over with. (laughs) Bear up and bear down for week number six. Uh, Let's kick things off on the positive side. Bear up to Dante Pettis, who uh, last week couldn't catch anything. Um, And this week makes an amazing catch uh, for our one and only touchdown. It was an over-the-shoulder, you know, bending backwards, looking for it catch. Should have caught the touchdown on third Down, but uh, it's very difficult when someone, when the defender is hindering your arm from being able to fully grasp, to reach up and grasp the ball. And and then uh, he's also trying to rip your head off at the same time. Uh, No pass interference call. It's, uh, you know, the bullshit penalties that the refs gave Washington on that field goal drive in the second quarter. And then you get to an egregiously bad pass interference and flag stays in their pocket. I was like go fucking figure. But um and the real bitch of it is he still almost caught it. He still almost caught it. But when when the guy reached over to to rake Pettis across the face uh with his other arm, uh that's where uh you know he couldn't hang on to it. Cuz he had both hands on the ball. So, but if he's not being, you know, molested by the defender, he comes down with it. It's a touchdown, we win the game. But now. Now, that's a let him play football. That's that's what they did on that one. So, but bear up to Pettis. He uh, made a great catch uh, in the in that you know for the forty yard touchdown uh, reception. Bear down, Valus Jones, and the Chicago Park District. Uh, it's a combo thing there. Like I said, Vailis just trying a little bit too hard. I think you know with the Bears needing a play at that point. We're only up seven, six, and, and you get the feeling that if we score a touchdown, that puts the game away. And it absolutely would have. Our defense played outstanding uh, on Thursday. And, um, you know, he's coming in a little too hot. The the Soldier Field turf monster comes up and gets him uh, because the Chicago Park District takes such wonderful care uh, of the field. I mean, we're known for it. We absolutely are. The Soldier Field turf has a reputation. Yeah, it does. And it's all due to the Chicago Park District. So Valus Jones and the Chicago Park District will share this bear down um, one for trying to do a little too much and uh, being a little bit out of control and for the, for, the, for the great care that Chicago Park District puts into the Soldier Field turf that allowed Velas Jones to create this moment for all of us to remember. So thank you so much for the city of Chicago and its park district. It's just fantastic. Uh, bear down. Uh, I don't know who this belongs to, so I'm just going to lump them all in there. Matt Eberflus, Luke Getze, Chris Morgan. (sighs) Whoever's call it was to uh, ignore my third key to the game, which was help the offensive line. And I said that help the offensive line if it struggles against this front. They struggled all goddamn night. And one player in particular really struggled. Braxton Jones. Montez Sweat beat the unholy shit out of Braxton Jones all night long. Did he get any help? A tight end? Did he get a running back to come in and chip? Maybe a wide receiver to come in and throw an elbow into the solar plexus on his way out to run a route? No. One-on-one Braxton Jones all night. And like two or three different times. It wasn't so much that that, that Montez Sweat got to Justin Fields but that he got underneath Braxton Jones and shoved him in to Justin Fields. That happened multiple times on Thursday night. I mean, Montez Sweat is an absolute beast of a human being. He ran like a 4'4 at 6'5", 260 pounds. That's unheard of. But no help. So whether it's Iberflus, Getze not wanting to keep guys in because he need all the help that we can get in the, in the pattern, or, or Chris Morgan. Not doing his job protecting his offensive linemen, whoever it is, bear down to you, man, and I'll just give it to all three of you. Because it doesn't matter whose choice it was. You're all in on it. <laughs> it was pathetic. Uh, you know, the offensive line needed help and you didn't give it to him. It's like watching the Cleveland game all over again. I can only I can only imagine what it's gonna be like in, in ten days when we play and 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 Judon from uh, you know, New England is up our ass all day, or Micah Parsons, God forbid, uh, when we're back in those ugly fucking orange uniforms again uh, on uh, uh, in Dallas in a couple of weeks. Yeah, Dexter Lawrence on one end, uh, Micah Parsons on the other. It's going to be a bloodbath if this is how we're going to treat the offensive line. We're just going to leave them on there on an island and have them try to fucking figure it out. We're going to get killed. We're absolutely going to get killed. So... Whatever one of you three idiots needs to figure this out and make the call, then do it. Iberflus, you're the boss, man. Help us out here. Tell Getzy, tell Morgan. Get those guys some help. I don't give a damn. If we have one person in the pass pattern, protect the quarterback. If you want Fields to throw the ball, he needs the time. Never mind the talent around him. You know, it's... He needs the time to find these guys or the, if he needs the time for the guys to get open or to have a clear path in order to throw the football. You know, it, it's a hindrance either way. So, yeah, help him out. Jesus Christ. Bear up. So of all people, Alan Williams. This guy's been on my shit list the last couple of weeks the way the defense has been playing. That slow start uh, against Minnesota last week. The the fact we couldn't figure out the boots. Uh, with Daniel Jones against the Giants, the week before that, you know, by my brights, he 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 coached a masterpiece on Thursday. We only gave up twelve points, and the one touchdown the defense gave up, the commander started at the six yard line with the ball. Not a lot you can do, you know. You can uh, the worst, the best you can do is hope that the defense holds for a field goal, you know. Unfortunately, that didn't happen because it wasn't meant to. Not in this game. So yeah otherwise the only thing missing was uh, was a takeaway was a turnover which we desperately would have need uh, could have used uh, in this ball game but otherwise hold him to 12 points just over 200 yards total offense uh, and everything kudos allen outstanding job so got to give it to him bear up Khalil Herbert outstanding day running the ball that huge play uh in the second quarter that got us down inside the 5 yard line you know i i I'd, I'd give you a bear down for not winning the battle on on the goal line there but uh i've already i've already kind of made the excuses as to why it wasn't completely your fault i mean in in that play that's what they're asking you to do and unfortunately you came up short but it shouldn't have been you running the ball not in that situation uh, at or at the very least you should have had the full back in front of you something to uh to kind of clear the way uh for you so yeah so but You get a bear up. Not a bear down, you get a bear up. Outstanding job. Outstanding David Montgomery, you know, affecting in the pass game as well, getting the tough yards, running the football. It should have been you on fourth and one, Dave. should have been you. Uh, Bear down. Amir Smith-Marset. Fourth and 16. That part wasn't your fault. But um, when the ball hits you in the hands, goes through your hands, and hits you in the face mask, on what would have easily been a first down had you come up with it. That is your fault. We needed that play, and you blew it. So bear down to you uh, again. I give you kudos for coming back, man. Took a lot of heart to uh, to step out like, on the field, especially in front of Chicago crowd after what happened on, on Sunday. But um, when they ask you to make a play, you got to make it, and you didn't. So bear down to you. Bear down, Darnell Mooney. I hate to do it, but... Catch the ball on the first try, we win the ball game, plain and simple. Got to have it. So, I mean, I can easily give this one to Darnell because he gave it to himself. He's like, if I catch it on the first try, we win the game, plain and simple. You're right, but bear down to you. And then finally, bear down to Robert Quinn. Where the fuck are you, man? Seriously, 18 and a half sacks last year. We've gotten one sack from you in this game, and it was against Green Bay in week two. We need you, man. We need you. We, we let Camille, Khalil Mack go, and I know that was more of a salary cap thing than, than anything else, but still, we, we, we hang on to you amid all the rumors of us getting rid of you and trading you away and all the rest of that bullshit. You even say you, you like that you want to stay uh, in Chicago, so here you are. Show up for us, man. Let's get some fucking plays in there, some sacks. We need you. You're an absolute fucking memory. Let's do it. Come on. And then to cap it off here, bear up Justin Fields, absolute fucking warrior uh, in this game, taking one shot after another because of the three idiots I I'd mentioned before, Eba Flus, Getzi, Morgan, uh, whichever of them is responsible for not getting Fields the help that he needs, the support, uh, the protection that he needs. To not take a beating uh, like that, uh, ain't even in the end, that big run that got us inside the 10-yard line again, Just, you know, fighting until the very end. Uh, So I got to give kudos to that. No most valuable bear today. Nobody earned the award. So I'm not going to give it to anyone, not even Fields. So that's it. We're done. I'm closing the book on this. I'm going to enjoy my vacation now. Uh, Come back on Monday. We do have a show on Monday. Lauren Cox from Locked on Bears is going to be uh, joining me to recap the first six weeks of the season because we're dividing the season up into thirds. First six weeks, second six weeks, and then the last five weeks to make up the seventeen games. Because God knows there's not going to be an eighteenth game this year, Jesus Christ. So uh, to, uh, come back on Monday. We'll do kind of like a, I don't even know what you call it. It's not a midseason review, a third season review. I, I don't know. We'll figure something out. Um, first six weeks review or something. I don't know. But uh, he's gonna we're gonna talk about these first six weeks and our two and four record and what we can look forward to if there's anything to look forward to in the final uh, 11 games. So come back on Monday for that. Tuesday we'll review week number six in full with the other 13 games uh, on the schedule. We'll see how I did because, of course, once again, I'm 0-1 after the Thursday night game, so we'll see how it goes after that. But come back on Monday for me and Lauren to do a nice little review of the first six weeks of this disaster. And until then, my name is Larry D. And this has been Bears Talk Underground. (laughs) This episode of the Bears Talk Underground is brought to you by PointsBet. Guys, it's finally here. Sports Drink and PointsBet have partnered up to bring you the world's greatest BTU-themed threads for the Bears season. Just imagine the blue and orange confetti cascading down from the rafters of State Farm Stadium while you're donning the greatest t-shirt known to man, a Bears Talk Underground t-shirt. And it's very simple you got to go to sportsdrink.org slash shirts, fill out the quick Google form, register for your points bet account, and deposit at least $10. That's all it's going to cost you. You want to get your hands on this T-shirt, and then finally you upload your proof of deposit uh, as well. Once you submit, our beautiful friends will have your shirt out the door and on the way to you. And once again, that is sportsdrink.org slash shirts. Once again, sportsdrink.org slash slash shirts guys i'm in my 16th season doing this show it's the first time i've had a shirt available for my podcast i'm so proud to finally have one and i want you to have it so follow the steps and get yourself your very own bear stock underground t-shirt today and thank you to points bet for partnering up with sports drink and thanks to points bet for sponsoring the podcast <laughs> Amen.